God's Word speaks of a spirit or a way of life that would be the spirit of the last days. The Lord Jesus said in Luke 17, 26, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. In this study, Scott Pauley will lead us to rediscover Noah's faith in God. Though Noah lived in days of wickedness, lawlessness, violence, and immorality, his faith in God was strong. Noah courageously led his family during this time, and he was God's witness to that generation. Could it be, just like Noah of old, you and I are living in the last generation before God's judgment? Join us now for this study, as it was in the days of Noah. We begin a study of one of the great characters of the Old Testament, and yet I'm beginning our study in the New Testament. Last time we were together, uh, we looked at Jesus' words about the days of Noah in Luke chapter number 17, but today I want to bring you to one of the great summary verses of the Bible. In fact, a 950-year life is all boiled down to one verse. The God who knows everything says this is what you need to know. Imagine God boiling your whole life down just a statement or two. What would be said about your life or my life? Well, this is what the Holy Spirit leaves us in Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse number 7 about the life of Noah and his example to all of us. The Bible says, Hebrews 11 verse 7, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Now, we've already established that the world of Noah's day was much like our own. Remember Genesis chapter number 6? And the need of Noah's day was the same as our own, and that is the grace of God and people who will walk with God. And we're going back in time 4,300 years, but we've established this already. Some things never change. So, If the world is the same, don't you think that perhaps the need would be the same for someone like Noah to walk with God? Here's a picture of a blessed man in a cursed world. We're living in a cursed world. You can't change that. Uh, This is fallen humanity surrounding us. It's a a planet that bears the, the marks of the fall and the curse of sin, and a judgment is coming. But I'm happy to tell you today that in a cursed world, you can still have a blessed life. You can be a blessed man, a blessed woman, have a blessed family. How does that happen? Let me show you the elements. They're all found right here in this great summary verse, Hebrews 11, verse number 7. First of all, we see his faith. In fact, the first two words of the verse and the last two words of the verse are the same. Like bookends on his life, it says, by faith, by faith. Everything that does not begin with faith will end in failure. And every good thing God ever does in a person or through a person or with a person is because of faith in God. Uh, John said, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Four times in Scripture we read that the just shall live by his faith. Uh, This same passage, Hebrews chapter number 11, says in the previous verse, without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So if you're going to be blessed in this cursed world, number one, there must be faith in God. You must settle this 
that your faith is not in yourself, it's not in what you can do, it's not in men, and it's not in circumstances. It is in the one who never changes. You see, the origin of faith must be the word of God. The Bible says that he was warned of God. He believed what God said. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So do you need increased faith today? You don't muster up faith. Uh, You get in the word and the word of God builds up your faith. So the origin is the word of God. The outlook of faith is that faith helps you see what you can't see. (laughs) That's why uh, the first verse of Hebrews 11 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, Noah couldn't see how it was all going to turn out, but he believed God. Noah did not see the raindrops first, but he looked to the Lord in faith. Begin in faith. Did you know that Noah's name literally means rest? Uh, That's beautiful to me because he lived in chaotic times, uh, times of tremendous upheaval. I want you to know that faith provides rest in the midst of the greatest chaos. This is the rest of faith, and you can have it in your spirit today, my friend. You can know what it is to rest in God. Get in the Word. Let the Word of God get into you. The second element is not only his faith, it is his fear, because the Bible says that he moved with fear. Now, faith and fear are always connected. Faith in God and the fear of God always connected to one another. Why? Because they're both Godward. We believe God and we fear the Lord. Uh, It's not that we fear that God is going to uh, destroy us. It is rather that we stand in a holy awe of who he is, a reverential awe. Uh, we, We stand in a spirit of worship, recognizing his greatness and his power and his holiness. This is the fear of the Lord. Someone once said that for the believer, the fear of God is not a fear that God would hurt me, but a fear that I would hurt him. It's beautiful. And I really believe that Noah understood that he was safe in the Lord, uh, that he and his family were being cared for by the grace of God, and still he moved with fear. So you've got fear's direction, that's Godward, and fear's motion is that fear sets things in motion. Uh, He moved with fear. You know why we have so little movement today? Because there's so little of the fear of God. Do you know why there are so few people who are really doing what they ought to do? It's because they don't believe like they ought to believe. When you get a glimpse of who God is, it changes you, my friend. You can't hear from God and know God and be the same. And so we need a revival of the fear of the Lord. Then not only is there his faith and his fear in this verse, but there is his family because the Bible says he prepared an ark to the saving of his house. We'll talk more about this, but I want you to see that he used the influence God gave him and he started at home. He was was a man who was untouched by the influence of the culture around him. He was not captured by this world. He was not in love with this world system. Praise God for that because the world passeth away and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. I'll tell you what he was in love with. He was in love with the Lord and those that God had graciously given him. You want to make a difference? Start at your own house. You want to make a difference in this cursed world? Begin by getting your family to the Lord. And so we have his faith, we have his fear, we have his family, and then notice how the story ends. It ends with his fullness. Because the Bible says that he not only condemned the world, but he became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. 
Have you ever thought about what Noah inherited? Now, let that sink in just a moment. He got it all. I don't know how wealthy he was when he got on that ark, but I know when he got off the ark, he had the whole world. He literally inherited the whole earth, and yet his greatest wealth was not material. His greatest wealth was spiritual. The Bible says that he became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Oh, the riches of righteousness. I'm going to tell you, friend, money can't buy that. Uh, If you want the blessing of God in wicked days, this is the way. Instead of chasing after money and riches and things and more stuff, uh, believe the Lord, fear the Lord, minister to your family, and watch God bring his fullness into your life. Noah's story is not an ending. Oh, it was an ending for a lot of people, but it was a, a beginning for him. It was a new beginning for he and for his family. And I want you to know that God has a new beginning for us. Even at the end of time, there is a new beginning for God's people that we can have right now when we begin to simply believe and obey God. We'll return to our story of Noah's life. Let me leave you with one verse today from the original account. In Genesis chapter 6 and verse number 22, I think it's one of the greatest things that could ever be said of a, of a child of God. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so did he. This is the faith that leads to obedience. Determine to do all that God tells you to do today. And as you do, you will know his blessing in a cursed world. Thank you for joining us today for this study, and may each of us obey Christ's command to occupy till I come. We invite you to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and sign up for Scott's weekly email newsletter called Helping Your Joy, and we believe this resource will do just that. In it, you can read brief devotional thoughts, learn about great Christians in history, and even see Scott's upcoming itinerary. Get the Helping Your Joy newsletter straight to your inbox every Thursday when you subscribe at enjoyingthejourney.org. We look forward to studying the Bible with you next time on Enjoying the Journey.